Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Listen Linda Show. You guys already know what time it is. You know how I do. Give me three minutes of waiting music and we are going to get started with Ladies First, Ladies First, with special guest Jen Franks. Okay, you guys, so give us a second, give us three minutes waiting music and we're going to get this thing started. in the waiting room and this edition is called ladies first with special guests i don't Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Listen Linda Show. Today is a special day. I have a special guest in the room with me in the waiting room.
And this edition is called Ladies First with special guests. I don't want to mess up your name, Ms. Jen, so I'm just going to say Ms. Jen Franks A. Um, how are you doing today, Ms. Jen? Hit your mic, sweetheart. Oh, there we go. Perfect. All right. Can you hear me okay now? Perfect. Perfect. All right. Yes. So I'm doing very well. Thank you. Listen, I am so excited to be on your show, Linda. I'm so excited. Thank you so, so much. And yes, uh, for those who don't know, she calling me Linda by my stage name, by my radio name. Yeah. <laughs> I am Jacqueline Cox, <laughs> host of Listen Linda. You guys are my Lindas. Um, but today we are speaking to not just the uh, Harvard graduate, not just um, the, the mogul uh, behind disruptive um, Oh, excuse me. Um, come on, help me out. Tell people what you do. <laughs> I'm oh, just sure, super right. excited. I'm super excited. I'm trying to introduce you, girl, but I'm just, I'm elated <laughs> to have you here. Sure, sure. No problem, no problem. And, you know, and I'm calling you Linda. I know that you're Jacqueline, obviously. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I'm Jen Franks Ahagotu. I am the founder of a company called Disruptive Truth, and we are all about supporting Black women and speaking our truth in order to change the world. Our first project has been a project called Black Women World Record, and that happened on September 8th. And what we did was we um, took to the internet streets on Facebook and Instagram with pictures of ourselves and our graduation certificates. So that was anything from high school graduations, you know, GEDs, associate degrees, undergraduate, professional certificate, graduate degrees, doctoral degrees, all of it. We celebrated all of it. Um, and so black women with any of those certificates, we posted to social media and uh, we created a world first record based on the uh, academic achievements of black women. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I will tell you guys that I just so happen to be one of those people. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Shar Halliburton. You will be on later this month. She actually posted and I was like, hmm, what's this? I want to do it too. And because I thought it was cool. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, well, I got my degree. You know, it took me a while to get it. Everybody who knows my story knows I went through a lot to get my degree. I went through a lot of trials and tribulations to get to where I am. And I just thank God for it. So before we get into questions, I'm going to, um, if you don't mind, Jen, I'm going to say a prayer, get us started, and then we're going to go mm -hmm. into questions. How'd you, how'd you like that? That sounds, that sounds perfect. Okay, great. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today with grateful hearts, seeking guidance and inspiration on this special occasion. As we gather in this virtual space to listen, learn, and connect, we invite your presence to be with us. We are honored to have our esteemed guest, Ms. Jen Franks Ahagotu, the CEO of Disruptive Truth LLC, joining us today. We ask you, God, for 
your blessings upon her as she shares her wisdom, her experiences and insights that have the power to inspire and empower us all. May this podcast be a platform where authentic conversations unfold, ideas are explored and truth is discovered, Lord God. May it serve as a catalyst for a positive change, encouraging listeners to embrace disruption as a mean of growth and transformation. Grant us the ability, Lord God, to listen with open hearts and minds, allowing us to truly hear and understand the messages that are being conveyed today, Lord God. May this conversation spark curiosity, ignite creativity, and foster connections that go way beyond this virtual space, Lord God. We express our gratitude for the opportunity to learn from one another, recognizing that every individual story and perspectives hold value. Help us to approach this discussion, Lord God, with respect, empathy, and a willingness to challenge our own assumptions. Now, as we embark on this journey together, Lord God, we ask for your guidance, your wisdom, and your discernment, Lord God. May our time together be filled with insights that inspire us to think differently, take action, and most importantly, make a positive impact on the world around us. With your gratitude and anticipation, we begin this podcast knowing that we are supported by your divine presence. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 So you amen. know I got questions because that's what I'm <laughs> right. I'm a question queen. All let's right. Get let's get into it. Started. Okay, so can you tell us more about your media company, Disruptive Truth LLC, and how it puts black women at the center of their own stories? Yes, yes. So, you know, it's interesting because the media company really came out of the inspire like black women world record inspired um the media company itself because what i found was that with black women world record so you know as i was saying it was all about us posting pictures of ourselves with our graduation certificates but but of course it's way deeper than that and it goes way deeper than that and it's really about storytelling right it's really about speaking your truth telling your story um you know for women to talk about their experiences and when i ask people questions about okay tell me about an important moment in your educational journey it's a very simple question but so much came out of that question, right? In terms of the answers that people were giving. It's people were talking about, you know, their their legacy, right? Like where where their parents came from, what experiences that they had. Um, people would talk about the, you know, how challenging it was to get their education, right? Um, people are related to all different things around their jobs, around, you know, all different experiences that they've had. And many of those, many of those stories have been deeply emotional stories, deeply emotional. And it's like, just by asking a very, what seems on the surface, a very simple question went deep really, really fast. And so it was really clear to me that um that storytelling and not just storytelling like 
storytelling is such a, again, it's like a simple word. It's like, okay, you tell a story, but it's really like telling something that maybe you've never spoken about before. Maybe you have felt some kind of way about um, that you haven't always felt safe to say. And, um, and it just, there were so many women who were sharing things that they had never shared before, sharing things in a way that they had never shared before. And so it was very clear to me that the next step around this was to tell more of our stories and to have a larger platform for that. And so I just decided, I was like, okay, this, this has got to be a media company <laughs> because um, so many, like if you think about the stories that you have heard or the stories that we get told, yes, some of them are steeped in what it is to be a black woman and many of them are not, right? When you think about like the media that's out there, when you think about what's on Netflix, right? Or, um, you know, different platforms and things, it's like, okay, well, there is so much more space for us to tell our story in our way, in a way that's really, um, that's really healing for us to share and that's really important for other people to hear. So that was, that was what caused me to say, all right, this is a media company now. <laughs> and you know what? You are doing such a phenomenal job. Y'all, she took me on her wing because I had just met it in the group chat. I was like, come on, Jen, you got to help me out, girl. I got to be a part of this thing. She's like, I got you. <laughs> her and Crystal, they both, uh, Crystal is another one. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. I think her name is Crystal Davis. She is such mm -hmm. a wonderful person. They just took me. They said, we got you, girl. You're going to be a part of this thing, too. We got you. And they did. They took me. And I am. And I got my hands. And I'm going to get my book. And I'm going to get my emblem. But enough <laughs> about me. I'm I'm super excited to be a part of this because I've never, like, I've gotten a few awards here there. But I've never gotten any recognition for something so meaningful uh, mm -hmm. other than my diploma, you know, like I haven't, uh, unless it was my kids' birth certificates or, you know, my marriage license or something, but something as meaningful as this, that I say, you know what, I'm a world record holder and I'm not just any world record holder, right? Like I'm on here on a platform being recognized with thousands of other black women on educational achievement on the birthday of Ruby Bridges. Like, this is amazing. So I just want to say thank you for even just, I thank God to, for him to even give you this vision to do this. Like, this is amazing. Um, what in, uh, can you share some insights? This is the one I wanted to know. Can you share some insights into the incredible response other than mine that you received on September 8th when over a thousand black women shared their graduation pictures and certificates online? How did the celebration honor Ruby Bridges' birthday for the people who don't know who Ruby Bridges is? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, so Ruby Bridges is a civil rights icon. Um, and for any of you who don't know who she is, as a six-year-old child, and she is another black woman, of course, as a six-year-old child, she integrated schools in New Orleans, in her school, um, William Franz Elementary School in New Orleans. And that was back in 1960. So, um, you know, many of you have maybe seen the photo of her, an iconic photo of her being marched into her school with federal marshals. And 
literally at at six years old integrated schools and became a just a national treasure and an icon and a symbol of black female you know resilience education power as a six-year-old and you know i have two i have two daughters i have a 14 year old and an 11 year old Hit your mic, Jen. We can't hear you. Jen, hit your mic, sweetheart. Is, is historic, right? And so Ruby Bridges was just a natural um, person that we wanted to anchor on that we wanted to honor. Um, we are donating to the Ruby Bridges Foundation um, as part of the fundraising for this for this movement and, and for Black, Black Women World Records. So um, yeah, you know, I, I'm literally right now in my office and looking at a picture of, you know, one of the books um, around that talks about her life. And it was really actually an honor to go a little bit deeper into who she was um, as a part of this project and her story is incredible. And so are, are the stories of all the other women, right? Um, who are part of Black Women World Records. So yes, yes, Ruby Bridges is a very important part of the larger story of, um, of what we have all been able to achieve because of the actions literally of a six-year-old girl and, and her family's decisions to integrate schools very powerful oh my god every time i think about um ruby bridges and what she did as far as like civil rights that took so much courage um i would i would have been scared like oh my goodness like i i couldn't imagine what was going through her mind and her body but one thing she was was focused on getting her education and she was not she was pulling all stops. She was like, nope, I'm not allowing any fear to deter me from what I deserve, which was a, a, a very valuable education. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we'd love to hear about the upcoming projects that you have in the works. Um, can you provide a glimpse into what's on the horizon for Disruptive Truth LLC and your mission to gather Black women together to speak their truths and change the world. That's right. Sure, sure. So this, um, this Black Women World Record Project is, it's really a year long project. And the reason for that is that, yes, so on September 8th, we shared pictures of ourselves with our graduation certificates, but there's so much more to that. And so there are other parts of the project that are coming up. Um, we were just, actually, we were just on a call together, <laughs> um, Jacqueline, where we were talking about the fact that we've got a an in-person event coming up so we are hosting an event in washington dc coming up in february um again anchored in our history right in black um for black history month and the the reason that we we engage and that we provide different opportunities to engage in different ways is because you know different things come out of um 
co coming together in different spaces, right? So it's one thing to post online, and that's a way to um, that's a way to share who we are. Then we also have calls every week where we get to talk a little bit more intimately. People get to tell their stories and and celebrate each other in on those calls. And then now we're having an in-person event where, you know, it's a larger stage and it's like we're going to have a, a gala. People are going to be coming in, you know, all of their beautiful dresses and, and dressed up and we'll be able to meet each other in person, which we're so excited about. Um, and we're going to be doing filming there because we are turning this into a documentary as well. So we have already started production on the documentary um, and we are going to be talking about this, this story, right, of how Black Women World Record came to be. We're going to talk about my own family's educational journey. We're going to be highlighting women who are part of Black Women World Record and their journeys. Um, and so there is just so, there are so many different layers to this and many different ways that we can see each other and share and, and share with the world. And I'm so excited about the documentary because we are going to be bringing it around to all the Black film festivals and, um, you know, awards and also pitching to streaming services in 2024. So, I feel like that's enough for now. <laughs> that's what we got going on for now. And that's going to take us, you know, well into next year. And I'm just so excited about all of it. I'm excited too, because I want to be, a, I know my face going to be on that documentary. If I, even <laughs> if I'm sitting right next to you talking about cheese, y'all, I'm here. I'm her assistant, y'all. But no. <laughs> <laughs> and I would definitely be at the gala in Washington, D.C. I cannot wait. Uh, now, Another thing I wanted to, I'm going to speak with you more about, and that's your journey through, um, through college. You know, you're a Harvard graduate, and for a black woman, I know that had to be tough. But before um, we speak on that, I'm going to play a song, okay? Sounds good. Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted A woman could bear you, break you, take you Now it's time to rhyme Can you relate to a sister dope enough to make you holler and scream? Hey, yo, let me take it from here, queen Excuse me, but I think I'm about to To get into precisely what I am about to do I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue So listen very carefully as I break it down for you Merrily, 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 merrily High to happy over joy Please will all the beats and rhymes my sisters have employed Look, cause throwing down the sound totally a yes Let me state the position Ladies first, yes? Yes Cause when it's time for loving, it's the woman that gets them sworn Stepping, strutting, moving on, rhyming, cutting, and not forgetting We are the ones to give birth to the new generation of prophets Cause it's late, I break into a lyrical freestyle Grab the mic, look at the crowd and see smiles Cause they see a woman standing up on her own too Sloppy slouching is something I won't do Some think that we can't flow, can't flow. Stereotypes, they got to, go. got to go I'ma mess around and flip the scene into reverse With what? With a little touch of ladies first 
that you must be blind If you don't believe or hear, listen to this rhyme Ladies first, there's no time to rehearse I'm divine and my mind expands throughout the universe A female rapper with a message to send The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni Love, grab the mic and get dumb Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am Born in L.O. Indio and town American You dig exactly where I'm coming from You want righteous rhyme and I'ma give you some To enable you to age yourself and get paid And the material that has no meaning I wish to slay Pay me every bit of your attention Like mother, like daughter I would also like to mention I wish for you to bring me to the bring me to the rhythm Of which is now systematically given Desperately stressing I'm the daughter of a sister Who's the mother of a brother Who's the brother of another Plus one more All four have a job to do We do and respect due To a mother who's the root of it And next up is me The M-O-N-I-E-L-O-V-E And I'm first cause I'm a L-A-D-I-E Contact and in fact the style it gets harder Cooling on the scene with my European partner Laying down track after track Waiting for the climax When I get there that's when I tax The next man or the next woman It doesn't make a difference Keep the competition coming And I recite your chapter in verse The title of this recital is Ladies First The mic. The scene is ripe, the crowd is hype. I expel the whack and those who bite. Why? Cause I'm that type. Swam with Beats 45 King style. He wants me to sing, but I'll swing so meanwhile. A footnote for the opposite sex. Moni rip the mic, I rock it next. Plex, you never catch me at my worst. You get the drift? It's ladies first. Ladies first, ladies first. Tell me what you think about that, Jean. I was over here jamming. <laughs> I was having a good time over here. <laughs> How do you think that song resonates with your movement that you started? Well, our movement, um, but the movement that God gave you the vision for. How does that song resonate to your movement? Yes, yes. Well, you know, for our meetings, whenever we meet every week, we always choose a song to play. Um, and I definitely got to add this one because, you know, I think for me with music, it's a lot about the energy, right? So I just, when I was he hearing that song, I felt so much like positive energy and movement. And like, I literally was like dancing over here. <laughs> like having a good old time and so you know a big piece of what black women world record is it's about celebration and it is about joy and that has always been the thing that underscores the whole movement like it it just everything we are celebrating we are joyful and it doesn't mean that we don't you know share things that are hard or have you know serious moments but it is you know it's about the joy of sharing those things with with other women and with with women who understand you and hear you um and and you know when i think about the lyrics ladies first okay here's the thing with black women world record it has always been about black women for black women by black women and it has nothing to do with anybody else it's putting us first it's literally putting us at the center um and it's not through a white gaze there's no male gaze like I, you know we are doing our own thing it's for us 
right? We are celebrating ourselves. Um, and, and it's not, you know, to try to be like the diversity, like somebody else's diversity to be included by anybody else. It's just a space for us. And so when I think about, you know, the lyrics of Ladies First, that that's really what it's all about. Um, and it's been interesting because people, you know, we, I've had different types of people support the movement who are not black women, right? So just all different kinds of people, but what they really appreciate about it is that it's about us. So it's interesting because by being about us, we are really inspiring other people to think about, well, who am I? And what is it that I want to, um, you know, put out into the world? So that's that's been really interesting, but at the center, at the heart, it's about black women first. Love that, love that, very powerful. Um, now, um, as a Harvard graduate, I wanted to get on, I wanna touch on your your education uh, because that is a big piece of what we're speaking about, um, you know, black women in education. Uh, what valuable lessons or experiences did you gain from your educational journey that have shaped your approach to empowering black women and challenging societal norms, right? Because I know like just from like, it was difficult for me as a black girl to navigate through college, but going to a prestigious college, a predominantly white college like Harvard, how was that like for you? And you know, how did you um, get through that journey? Mm. Yeah, how much time do we have? My goodness, <laughs> you know. There's so many yeah, different like two more hours, so take your time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, yes. I love this. Um, so, you know, I think that what it comes down to is I definitely questioned whether I belong there um, at the time. So I went to college in 1998 and you know, probably many people have heard about the Supreme Court decision to strike down affirmative action um, recently. So at the time, affirmative action was was a thing, and um, which is wonderful because it, it gave a lot of, um, you know, people of color opportunity. But then also, I was definitely plagued with wondering, did I only get into Harvard because I was Black? And it's interesting because like I remember getting accepted and just like literally jumping up and down and screaming with my little sister and you know it was like a massive celebration and then you know doubts start to creep in right like okay well why me and um you know do I belong here do I deserve to be here did I earn it in the way that other people earned it and you don't really, you know, like, where are you going to get answers to that question? There's no real place to go and get answers to that. So for a long time, I really questioned that. Um, and after a while, and this was probably, this was after I graduated, I remember talking to my, to my dad and saying, like, you know, did I only get in because I was black? Like, what, this, 
it really affected how I felt about myself and, and what it meant to be a Harvard graduate. And he was like, okay, no, listen, you, um, you know, Harvard, you were able to get into Harvard despite the fact that you were black, right? The things that you needed to do in order to get into that university makes you overly prepared for um, going to a university like that. And they are lucky to have you there. It's an honor for them, for Harvard, for you to be there. Um, and that conversation really changed my life. And I will tell you, you know, I'm not going to get into my whole life story, um, but my dad, it's actually my stepdad, is a white guy and like super white, like, um, you know, Norwegian heritage white, right? And he um, saw that I needed to get that message, right? And so just, you know, to add a little bit of context to that, um, that was a very, very important moment and helped me to see that, it helped me to see my value and what I brought to the table and not just to say, well, I'm so glad to be accepted or I'm so glad to be, um, to be, that somebody allowed me to be a part of this. No, like y'all are lucky that I'm here. Absolutely. You know, um, I can resonate with that as far as like having that imposter syndrome, right? Um, you you want to know that you're good enough, but then when you know you have things like affirmative um, action out there that's, you know, allowing, um, you know, uh, people of color to go to these prestigious schools, it does kind of hinder um, or take a shot at your security um, as far as like how secure you are with yourself. But I'm so, so grateful that you had someone like your stepdad who's actually your dad, uh, no matter what color he is, was, but I think it was very significant. His um, heritage was very significant um, because you needed not somebody that was quote unquote black telling you that because you're like, oh, you're just saying it to make me feel better. But I think um, if I'm not mistaken, what you're saying is because he was of that um, that different race um, that really made you question uh, your place in that, you know, in that space for him to say that it meant a lot more. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it. It's like for... For him to recognize that and to see, um, to see that in me, and listen, if 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 anybody had told it to me, it would have been a powerful, powerful thing. Um, but there was something about him understanding me at that le at that level that you know I I don't always experience um, with with white people, and so yeah, I think. Um, that he understood that is is a very powerful thing and you know one yeah, thing you know one thing almost, i'm sorry go ahead oh yes yeah, oh yes yeah, sorry um, one other thing that i wanted to say too is is you know it's not it's also not that i think that um affirmative action is a problem like i think you know i think that affirmative action is is actually really important and i'm I'm curious to see what is going to be happening with some of these higher education institutions um, now that, you know, we don't have the pathways for, you know, different people of color in order to, to get educated at, at various different universities. Um, 
So I'm, I'm curious how that, what, what that is going to look like moving forward, knowing that a lot of schools are still dedicated to having diversity at their institutions. Um, but, you know, whether you, whether it's through affirmative action or not, I think that um, society is not always telling us as black women that we're worthy. And, you know, I think that in, in many ways it was like, well, either you got in on merit or you got in because, um, you know, you're black or because, you know, whatever the situation is. We've got to really, um, you know, we've got to really challenge that um, within ourselves and then also uh, society as well. Yeah, because it, it, uh, going back to what I was saying, you know, they were cracking down on affirmative. Um, sorry about that. They were cracking down on affirmative action, um, and you know, um, you know, basically, oh, you know, you get in because you're a person of color, and people would say, oh, well, you know, this and that. But a lot of times, people were getting in just off the strength of who their parents was, and the the bigger the donation, you know, the bigger chances that their kids had to get into those universities as well so i think once they start cracking down on them a lot of them being celebrities or what have you that's when they were like okay well since we're gonna crack down on this then let's take this off the table as well i think it was more of a okay you want to take that then we're going to take this type of thing because it started to not just affect um you know um celebrities but just you know people um the majority as well so to speak um, so yeah, I had more questions for you. Um, uh, you know, I do girl. I got one more. We're going to go into another one. Um, <laughs> what advice or guidance do you have for black women who may be hesitant or afraid to speak their truth and how can they find the courage and support to share their stories and make a difference? Yeah, I love that question too. Girl, you got good questions. So With speaking your truth, I think it definitely takes courage. It's definitely about um, it's definitely about going outside of your comfort zone, but also you, you know you don't necessarily want to do it anywhere in front of anybody, right? So you want to you want to you do want to think about where you do it and how you do it. And I will say the first time when I spoke what I would consider a disruptive truth, and it was in a job that I had, oh gosh, now it's probably almost 10 years now. Yeah, maybe seven or seven or eight years, let's say that. And I needed to speak it in a safe place before I brought it out to a place where, you know, I was just going to need to see how it landed. Right. And so one piece of advice that I would give around speaking your disruptive truth is that um, it helps to be able to process what it is that you are feeling and what it is that you want to say in a space where you feel safe and then bringing that out to a larger group. Um, and then I think also that it's really about speaking from the heart. It's about speaking from within you, what it is that you have to say. And so, yes, you know, 
process that in a space where you feel um, where you feel safe and you feel comfortable. And then when you share that, it's really, you know, you're letting it out and people might like it, people might not like it, but it's really the power comes from within you. And it comes from you saying the thing that has always been there or has been there for a really long time. And a lot of times, you know what that thing is. You just haven't given yourself the permission to say it. So, you know, do some processing in a safe place and then and then let it out.
Yes, 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 Survivor. I didn't want to get into um, the Bootylicious interviewed. I wanted to get past that, the interlude. But what do you think about Survivor? It was such an impactful record um, in the early 2000s, especially for women. What did you think about that one, Jen? I mean, I'm, I literally am having a dance party over here. I, I'm like... You know, it's interesting because that song came out around the time when I was, I was either going, I think I was in college at the time. I think I was in college at the time. Yeah. Early 2000s. So, um, yeah, it's just a classic. It's a classic. And again, like I'm literally taking notes on all the songs I'm going to be playing in my, in my, uh, in my group as well. And so, yeah, I just, it just reminds me of how powerful we are as black women. It just, and there's so many different examples of it. It's like, to me, it's just everywhere. It feels like it's everywhere. Um, and yet there still are a lot of stories that haven't been told. Um, and yet there are still things for us to uncover. And I think that, you know, something was really uncovered through Black Women World Record. Like we haven't really talked about our our educational stories in a significant way. And so opening that up has been really important and honestly one of the biggest things one of the biggest themes that has come out of this is you know how women have had all of these obstacles and you know i don't, I don't actually don't even want to think about them in that way because that sounds you know it almost sounds like a negative thing it's just um you know people's journeys have been whatever they are right and so you know, women have started their education and it sometimes it's taken 20 years, um, 30 years to to complete it. And so to me, one of the biggest themes and, you know, when I think about this song in particular, it's really a about us persisting and continuing um, and getting those degrees. Thank you for that. Yes. You know what? And another thing that I love so much about the Black Women World Record, um, as far as education, you don't shun any form of completion of education. Like you included everybody. You included people with high school diplomas. You included people with their degrees, people with certificates, educational certificates, um, anything that they felt uh, or you know that they felt accomplished by and to see those thousands of faces um just delighted and so happy to say look i got it whatever it was it could be a ged it could be a high school diploma it could be just like a, a certificate of achievement from whatever course they took or you know uh training that they took whatever it was that made them feel accomplished you guys shine a light on and you highlighted it and made us feel so special and for that, I applaud you. I applaud Crystal Davis. You guys have really touched 
so many women just with this. Um, and uh, with that being said, um, how do you believe speaking one's disruptive truth can create positive change and challenge, challenge existing power structures? Mm, mm, yes. So when you speak your disruptive truth, you are changed and you feel differently about yourself and about what it is that you are capable of, what it is that you are willing to, um, what you're willing to accept and what you are no longer willing to accept. And it really is something that changes who you are or not, I don't wanna say it changes who you are, but it's like you become a different version of yourself, a more powerful version of yourself. And then from there, you move in the world in a different way and you affect change in a different way, um, in a more profound way. And so, for example, one, you know, just my own personal example, um, I remember when I spoke my very first disruptive truth. So I was in a, um, I was in a job where I had a leadership role in this organization and I was, um, I was supervising, I, I, you know, just to be very frank about it, I was supervising white women who were microaggressing me, right? And, you know, we had some good experiences, but there were also some problematic things that were happening. And so um, I was able to process that. Like originally, I thought it was me. I really thought it was me. And so for many years, what I did was I tried to be a perfectionist and to just be better because I felt like I wasn't good enough on some level, right? And so in this particular situation, it was the first time that I finally realized like, this is not just me. There are other things at play here. There are, you know, racial dynamics at play here and, and not just, you know, on those individuals, but just society in general and the kinds of messages that, um, that black women, people of color, you know, all, all different kinds of people who are on, are, are marginalized in some way deal with on a daily basis. But it was the first time that I realized that like, oh, it's not just me. There's other, there are other influences. Um, and so I spoke to that. When I spoke my first disruptive truth, I talked about how difficult it was to um, supervise people who were microaggressing me. And I said that to those people, right? Literally in like a big, you know, like a team meeting, <laughs> I was talking about this to those people. And, you know, when I tell you that you could hear a pin drop as I was talking about this, um, that moment changed my life because I understood how powerful I was as a black woman and that I could speak to the, you know, the challenges that were occurring. And I could say, I could say that to the people who were doing it. Um, and I won't go into all the things, you know, like there were a lot of um, amazing conversations that that sparked and healing that that sparked. Um, but, but one of the reasons that I started Black Woman World Record is because of speaking that disruptive truth in that room on that day. And that has sparked a whole, literally has sparked a whole movement from there. So that's what can happen. 
amazing, amazing, amazing uh, insight. I'm going to play the next song and then we're going to get ready and have more with you and you guys.
Yes, come through Lauren Hill, one of my favorite hip hop R&B soul artists of my time. Miss Lauren Hill, tell me what you think about that one, Jen. How does that song resonate with you, your movement, and what you're trying to do for Black women and just uh, women of color? Period. Yes. Oh, you're just playing all the hits. So that one came out my senior year of high school. So talking about, you know, Black Women World Record, that's when I was graduating high school and going into college. So, um, yeah, that, whew, that, that whole album was everything, everything. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I think when I think about that album, that, that reminds me of Disruptive Truth, right? Of saying that thing like she you know she, lauren hill is giving you that warning like she's telling you the thing like people don't necessarily want you to you don't necessarily want to hear it <laughs> um you, you know other people don't necessarily want you to hear it but you need to understand that you know you got to take care of yourself you got to respect yourself you got to do what you need to do for yourself don't get you know twisted up in what is going on with other people or the things that other people are trying to get you to do Right. So that is a disruptive truth. And it's all about um, it's all about you, you know, taking care of yourself and really, um, you know, respecting yourself. And and I just you know, I just remember her whole album, her whole album on love and, you know, all of the different all of the different things that it means and all the different ways that it manifests. And, you know, I, when I think of Black Women World Record, you know, it's really about profound love for ourselves. That's really what it's about. Um, and yes, we are doing that in community with each other. And that for some reason, it helps to make it easier sometimes for us to really see ourselves um, because other people can help us to see that, um, you know, to see us and then to help us see, to see ourselves. Um, but yeah, but it all it all stems from from that self love. That's what's most important. It's so hard just holding on, ain't even picking up my phone. It's hard enough to be, hard enough to stay, hard enough to be alone I'm just trying to move along, sometimes I do and then I don't Tell me what I'm doing wrong, tell myself that it ain't helping Second guessing it don't help me, I'm so tired of feeling empty Find my eyes, it's time to fight, it seems like I'm always against me Seems like this is never ending And I refuse to let it end me Mentally, mm -hmm. spiritually, oh. physically I need my peace oh. I need my peace oh. Oh. I wake up every morning and tell myself Good morning, gorgeous Sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and say Good morning, gorgeous can make me feel this way Good morning, gorgeous Good morning, gorgeous Good morning, gorgeous oh. 
All the times that I hated myself All the times that I wanted to be someone else All the times that I should have been gentle with me All the times that I should have been careful with me Why did I hate myself? Why did I hate so intensely? Lord, help me I wake up every morning and tell myself Morning, gorgeous Sometimes I gotta look in the mirror and say Morning, gorgeous Yes, I just got to wake up, look in the mirror and say, after I say, thank you, Lord, for being here, I say, good morning, gorgeous. Good morning and good afternoon and good evening and good night to wherever anybody is in the world who's listening right now. Tell me, Jen, I know you're a Mary fan, so you don't have to squeeze her in there somewhere. So tell me what you think about that one. <laughs> yes. Ooh. I mean, I, so I'm from New York. I'm from Westchester County, New York. So Mary is my girl. What's the 411? Was my first tape. That's right. I'm 43 years old. I had a tape. <laughs> and um, yeah, listen, Mary could do no wrong. She could do no wrong. And I love, I love this track. Just to me, it speaks to, you know, for us to tell ourselves first how beautiful we are, right? If you tell yourself that and you believe that at your core, then nobody can tell you anything. Then that's what it is. Whatever you tell yourself, that's what it is. Whoever you tell yourself you are, that's who you are, right? And so, yeah. Mary is just amazing and that message is amazing and I think that a big part of learning and growth um adulting you know whatever you want to call it is to really come to the place where you um you tell yourself you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself how gorgeous and how beautiful and how amazing you are and then that's who you are because you've decided Exactly, exactly. And that's why um, the power of words and affirmations are so important because what we speak out of our mouths, you guys, it, it ignites something in our world, in our own universe where we stand 10 toes down in. Like, I'm not speaking on anything that's outside of your own personal space. When I say our world, I'm speaking about you and your own individual world within a 10-foot radius 
360 around you. Whatever you speak out of your mouth shall come to pass. It's in the word. So we have to be careful about what we say about ourselves, how we speak about ourselves, and even how we speak to others and about others. Um, just putting out positive energy will also reflect on our outside. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jen. If you're ugly on the inside and you're spewing hate and negativity, it's going to start reflecting on your outside. You're going to wake up and you know, you, you're going to look like a totally different person than you did when you lay down because now that negativity is starting to come out of you and you're starting to look like how you act. So we have to be mindful of how we, you know, how we address ourselves. And so getting up every morning, thanking God, you know, or whoever you, you pray to, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to judge, but whoever you, um, you pray to, or whoever you, um, you speak to or believe in, you, you give that person thanks, or you give that spirit, or you give that being, or you give the almighty thanks for allowing you to see another day. But then you look in that mirror to number two, because God is always number one. You look at number two and you look them in the mirror and say, good morning, gorgeous. So Mary did a phenomenal job with that. And I love New York girls. So Jen, uh, since you a New Yorker, um, can you give us some, some, uh, some more insight about what you plan to do after uh, Black Women World Record um, after you have completed that task? Like, what's next for you in film and documentary? Because I got to get with you about my book, Mountains, girl. So what do you have planned uh, and how do you plan to impact people in other ways? Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that question. And, you know, just like we were saying, I think storytelling is very very powerful and i think that what you were just speaking to is you know it's the story that we tell ourselves right so it can come in the form of an affirmation it can come in the form of the word it can come in you know all different for it can in, in come in the form of a a story about um about your life but you know, the, what we tell ourselves, how we tell our stories is extremely powerful. And not only that, but who tells whose story, right? And so I really want to be in the business of having more of our stories, different kinds of stories um, out in the world that we are telling about ourselves. And, you know, I, I like the idea of not just like the idea. I mean, I'm starting a media company because I want to tell stories in different ways. So I'm a kind of person where I like to have a form, like I know what I'm working on. So it is all about black women's stories. And then the form that that can take, you know, then I get to, I get to find that out as I go along. Um, one thing that I'm definitely interested in is is more documentaries, more of our, you know, more of our stories being told in the way that we want to tell it. Um, and so that's a very I love 
I, you know, I'm one of those people who I love speeches. Like whenever I go to graduations or weddings or birthdays or anything, like whenever I'm sitting there and people are telling their stories, like I love good stories. I love bad stories, you know, funny stories, um, unexpected moments, just so storytelling in all its forms. Um, but I would say documentaries are definitely something that I want to, um, I want to bring to light more of, of, uh, of black women's stories. I'm considering a podcast as well, where, you know, just, you know, very much like this, where we can have some back and forth. And again, where, where women can talk to, speak to their own experiences um, around different topics. And then I'm also, you know, I'm a, I'm a Harvard nerd, so I like books as well. And so I'm definitely interested in um, book clubs and then, you know, taking a lot of those books and bringing them to big screens and small screens. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Well, I got a couple of books that I've already gotten out and I need you. So we definitely gonna have to talk. I'm a part of this um, anthology. I don't know if you've been following me, but I'm a part of this anthology called She Said Yes Herself Unapologetically. And I got to get you with the visionary and the publisher because I think that we can collab on some stuff. Um, and I'm just, you know, you know, I got to put my bid in while we on air. So the millions of people can hear me that I asked you to be a part of this. Um, you know, I got to throw it. my bid in there, Jen. You know, I got to throw my bid in there. Um, but no, it's been such, such, such an honor for you to just, you know, I've been in your inbox big and girl like, please come on my show. I want people to know about this. Can you please? And you just so, so graciously um, uh, bless, bless my platform with your presence. And I'm so, so honored. Um, is it anything else you would like to tell the listeners who are listening in now, who might catch the replay, who might catch this on you know, uh, because I'm playing in 10 different countries. So would you, is there anything else you would like to speak about or let people know more about you and how they can reach you? Yes, yes. And first of all, this has been such a good time. Uh, like, so for anybody out there, listen, if Jacqueline, if she reaches out to you about being on her podcast, the answer is yes. So just so you know. Um, so this has been an amazing experience and thank you. I just wanted to thank you for being a part of Black Women World Record, but being a part of the community and, you know, amplifying our movement. And, you know, I feel like you're just an example of the amazing women that we have in the community. Um, and so I just wanted to thank you first. And then, you know, I will say that for any of you black women out there or, you know, folks out there who, um, who have a community of black women or know black women who would be interested in this and should be a part of this, please send them to blackwomenworldrecord.com. It's very simple, blackwomenworldrecord.com. And they can sign up. It's very simple. You just give in your name and your email address, and then we take it from there. You get all the information. And, um, you know, like I said, we've got a, a, a group where we meet every week and we talk to each other and show love to each other and all of that. We've got in-person events and documented. We've got all these amazing things. So please join us. We would love to have you.
And, you know, to the listeners around the world and, you know, Black Women World Record is worldwide. And so I really appreciate that this podcast is being broadcast around the world as well. And, you know, I, I would just say that in whatever form it takes, whatever it is that is on your heart, speak it, say it, you know, in whatever way that you want to do that. I think that it's important to let that out. And really when you do that and you release that, and it's like, it's like this beautiful surrender to who you are and who you have always been, your life will change. The lives of people around you will change and we will all be better for it. So I hope that, you know, you go forth and do that. And, um, and again, for those of you black women in the audience, we would love to see you in Black Women World Record. Thank you so much for that. And right now we're going to close out with prayer and then I'm going to end with the song. Um, dear God, as we come to the end of this show, we gather to express our heartfelt gratitude for the presence of Jen in our lives, Lord God. We thank you for the joy, talent, and passion she has shared with us today. We are grateful for the gifts she has brought to this platform, for the way she has touched our hearts and moved our spirits, Lord God. We acknowledge the hard work, the dedication, and the sacrifices that she has made to shine her light on this platform, Lord God. We ask that you continue to bless Jen with strength, inspiration, and opportunities to showcase just who she is and who she plans to be in your name, Lord God. May she always find fulfillment and success in all her endeavors that she wants to bring forth, Lord God. And as we bid farewell to this show today, we carry the memories of Jen's outstanding work that she is doing for Black women, not just in the United States, but around the globe, Lord God, that are here today in honor of Ruby Bridges and for people, for black women who have yet to become women, for those little girls who don't think that they can succeed, for those little girls who feel, man, all I got is my high school diploma. I'm nothing. She is changing the mindsets and just bringing in so much security and admiration and telling them, it's okay that it's a GED. It's the fact that you pursued it and that you did it and you did it without fear. Faith without works is dead. But faith of a mustard seed can take you to enormous places around the world and around the globe if you believe in God and you believe in yourself. So may she continue to inspire and uplift lift us all as black women and just as black people as a whole. We give thanks for the joy and admiration that she has brought um, to this platform. And we ask for your blessings upon Jen, Lord God, and everyone who is involved in this movement. May they all be filled with happiness, love, and continued success. In your name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And I'm going to leave you guys with uh, 
Jen's favorite artist and her favorite first album, her first cassette tape that she ever bought. Have a wonderful day, you guys.